Give peace, O Lord, to those who wait for you, that your prophets be found true. Hear the prayers of your servant and of your people Israel. That's the entrance antiphon of this Sunday's Mass. Welcome back to my podcast for the 24th Sunday of Ordinary Time in Year A. At the heart of every Catholic life, there should be mercy and forgiveness. The collect of today's Holy Mass asks God, the creator and ruler of all things, that we may feel the workings of his divine mercy. God's mercy was shown first in the act of creation. God created us, the angels, and all things that exist, not because he needed to, he gained nothing by doing so. There was nothing lacking in him that needed a created world. No, God created and rules all things so that he might reveal himself to us. So that his infinite and perfect divine person might be shared with his creatures. And he did this out of sheer gratuitous love. When Jesus appeared to St. Faustina Kowalska and revealed to her the message and devotion of divine mercy, he told her that mercy is the greatest attribute of God because it unites the creature with God. In her diary, St. Faustina wrote down this prayer. May the greatest of all divine attributes that of your unfathomable mercy, pass through my heart and soul to my neighbour. Deliberately then, not by chance, does the Church pray to God that we may feel the workings of his mercy. But notice in the Collect too, we ask God that this might happen because we serve him with all our heart. Our Lord demonstrates this through the parable and through his answer to St. Peter's question that in order that we might feel the workings of divine mercy, we too must be merciful to others. It is striking and should give us great pause for thought that Christ said that to the degree that we are merciful to others, to that same degree will the Father be merciful to us. Let us note what we say in the Our Father. Forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Our petition for forgiveness from God will not be heard unless we have first met that strict requirement of forgiveness to others. Forgiveness and mercy go far beyond harmonious human living or some notion of human brotherhood. As the reading from Ecclesiastes says, we show mercy and forgiveness in remembrance of the last things. The last things are death, judgment, heaven or hell. 
In other words, our eternal salvation depends upon how we imitate God in his mercy. The Holy Spirit given to us at baptism unites all the baptized in a deep, enduring spiritual bond in Christ so that we become members of his mystical body. Just like a human body, the welfare of each member affects the whole. So to be merciful to another sister or brother in Christ protects the health and life of the body of Christ. Our merciful thoughts and our merciful deeds also assist us in our growth into Christ as they assist the growth into Christ of the one to whom I show mercy. Let us examine the parable a little closer. The unforgiving servant, or sometimes he's called the wicked servant in the Gospel, had experienced incredible mercy from his king. Yet he was unwilling to show even a small amount of mercy to his fellow servant. He owed to his king a debt that was astronomical. He could never repay it in his lifetime. You see, one talent, the the talent coin, was 20 years of wages for a labourer. The unforgiving servant, then, owed 20,000 years worth of wages to his king. We are talking of billions of dollars in our currency. Even if he worked every hour and every day he could, he would never have enough money to repay the debt. In contrast, his fellow servant owed him a debt that equaled a hundred days of pay. The king's magnanimous gesture is a pale reflection of God's undeserved gesture towards us through divine mercy. No human being could ever repay the debt that sin had burdened us with. No human being could close the gap that had opened up between God and mankind at that first sin of Adam and Eve. That was only possible when one sinless man, who was also God, died on the cross. Not for himself, because he didn't need it, but for the whole of humanity. That cancelling of the debt owed to God is done for each one of us through the sacrament of baptism. And then throughout our lives when we sin, the debt is cancelled time and time and time again through the sacrament of penance. That's why it's so important to go regularly to confession, because there we experience divine mercy, which is the greatest attribute of God. But as we have noted, because we experience God's mercy, we must also be merciful to others. That's why Christ says to St. Peter, you must not forgive, you must not forgive only seven times, but seventy-seven times. This multiple of seven, the Jewish perfect number, represents forgiveness without limits. 
Christ himself did this from the cross when he prayed to the Father that those who were killing him would be forgiven because they did not know what they were doing. God is quite single-minded, you know, in his purpose for us. We did not bring ourselves into existence. God's sole purpose for us is our redemption and sanctification. God's aim is to make us fit for eternal life. Divine mercy towards us and divine mercy that flows through us to others is an effective remedy for eternal life. O divine mercy, shower upon us all that you wish to give us. O Lord Jesus Christ, on the cross the ocean of mercy was opened up for us. Have mercy upon us, O most sacred heart of Jesus.